0: Today we talk about one of the greatest Simpsons episodes of all time, where they go to Australia. And our other episode we discuss is where the Simpsons go to Florida.
1: Stay tuned! Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling and animation. And Matt Groening. And Matt Groening, apparently. I'm Chris Leva, not Matt Groening. (laughs) And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. Also not Matt Groening.
0: Neither of us are Matt Groening. We're just going to put that up front. We're already on a bad foot with people listening to this podcast. We (laughs) just lost like 30 listeners.
1: So on today's episode, in celebration of The Simpsons being renewed through season 30, Mm Mm-hmm. See, I did it better you this, got time. It this time. Through season thirty, um, we are going to take a look at two Simpsons episodes. One of them, which I feel and Mackenzie feels, is one of the best episodes out there: mm-hmm. Bart versus Australia, all the way from season six. I couldn't believe
0: it was so late. I thought it was a much earlier episode.
1: See, I couldn't remember it being so early. So I was like, wow, that was early. I thought it was a season nine. Like, that's where I started poking around through to see how good my Simpsons knowledge was in terms of, hmm, I think that's right around here. I was really wrong. That was really wrong. Um, And then our second episode, which is one that the Internet and fans seem to not enjoy as well as that episode, which is Kill the Alligator and Run
0: we did a lot of thorough research into what people thought the worst Simpsons episode is. And yeah. most lists disagreed about what the worst one is, but this one is consistently second worst.
1: The the first, I know that Matt Groening, not being Matt Groening, but I know that Matt Groening doesn't like the principal and the Popper episode of the Simpsons. And we were almost talking about doing that one until we saw that we could do two episodes of the Simpsons from the same Simpsons type of episode. The same vein. The same
0: setup of Commedia dell'arte.
1: Which is... The Simpsons go to... dot dot dot. So, we have The Simpsons go to Australia and The Simpsons go to Florida. Um, The Simpsons go to Australia is the first episode um, where they actually went to another country. So it's fitting that we have the first Simpsons go to a foreign country episode when we talk about this. And then... They have one where they went to Florida too. Now, <laughs> in our conversation about this, we have brought along a little bit of help from one of uh, the people we look up to.
0: I was going to say our friend.
1: I know. I I've thought that we, that would be treading into dangerous territory. Yeah, that's that's like libel. Sorry, yeah. John. <laughs> so, someone that we know of on the internet <laughs> named John August, um, who has the what's called the Writer Emergency Pack. And we did this before on our first season of episodes. Where we talked about Superman, um, and we try to save an episode of Superman, the animated series. Today we're going to try to save The Simpsons. So well, this episode of The Simpsons. This episode of The Simpsons. That we that ship has sailed. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, they they have they have some time. They, they have do. some time before they do, and they've provided some gems recently. Yes. So, th- season thirty, you know. That's that's a good even number, you know. Mm -hmm. Thirty is a good. Was it the opposite of Star Trek movies? Well, I was thinking more of just ending it on a good, you know, multiple of five. Or are we calling the end? Are we calling the end? No, no, I don't want to do that. But I feel like it would be really nice to end on a zero or on a five, because multiples of five are lucky in my life. 30 will make them
0: the longest-running scripted TV show of all time.
1: What more do you have to do
0: after that? Yeah, I mean, after that, you need a show that's going to last 31 seasons. Like, that record is going to be broken at at the soonest for, like, 25 years. Yeah, Family Guy
1: will do it. Or (sighs) South Park. No. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about this. As we go into this, we're talking about The Simpsons and... What makes a good Simpsons episode? But we won't talk about just in general. We're going to talk about what makes a good Simpsons go-to dot 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 episode. And specifically, what makes Bart versus Australia a good episode? Exactly. So we're going to tease through that to try to fi- figure out why it excels, you know, why, what makes it so great, and then we can apply that newfound knowledge to kill the alligator and run with a little help from John August and see if we could do a little bit of whatever this hand gesture is fixing, <laughs> fixing, <laughs> tinkering, tinkering. I like tinkering, tinkering. That's more tinkering hand gesture. And to, if you're
0: like us uh, and you just need a brief refresher on the plot of a Simpsons episode to remember it very vividly, Bart versus Australia um, begins with Lisa and Bart at the kitchen sink, pouring both, Like toothpaste and mouthwash. Oh, yeah, the bathroom sink. They're pouring toothpaste and mouthwash down. No, toothpaste and shampoo. I'm sorry. You're right. Let's get this right. (laughs) Toothpaste and shampoo down the drain to see which one wins the race. It's a typical sibling rivalry thing.
1: Come on, shampoo. (laughs) Come on, toothpaste.
0: (laughs) Which who has not done that? Uh, And so then um, Lisa remarks that the drains only go one way after Bart says he would have wanted her going the other way or something like that. And then Bart then decides to spend a good amount of energy as siblings do trying to prove Lisa wrong. And he, he learns that supposedly the trains go the other way in the Southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. after Lisa talks about what the Southern hemisphere is and um, the direction the trains go in Rand McNally. (laughs) (laughs) I I do enjoy Rand McNally. I love Rand McNally. Um, And so Bart winds up calling a number of countries and for various wonderful reasons, can't get a good answer until he calls Australia. And long story short, um, he makes a collect call where for five hours and um, the father of the boys called in Australia decides to write him letters and collect on the $900 phone bill that he now owes in Australia.
1: Now, are they Australian dollars
0: or American dollars? It's a mystery. And it's also like the 90s, so I don't know how much money it is now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of money. He gets taken to court um, for fraud, and they get all these letters, and Bart is essentially up for being tried for fraud in Australia. So the family must go and try and solve the issue with the help of a U.S. government official lovingly played by Phil Hartman. Yes,
1: very much lovingly. I I forgot how much I missed Phil Hartman (sighs) whenever Phil Hartman comes back in a Simpsons episode. I'm not hearing a lot of support for prison, so <laughs> <laughs> His delivery is so spot on. Okay, so let's let's look at this right here. So we we have usually in the structure of a Simpsons episode, the first part of the episode, while setting up the action, has no direct correlation to anything that happens in the episode that follows. This is more along more in the later episodes where it could be something that completely has nothing to do except for the fact is that it puts the characters into either the emotional or physical places that they need to be to kick off the plot of the episode proper. And I would say that in the best episodes, the random thing that happens at the
0: beginning is still in the same vein as the rest of the episode emotionally. Right. And I think in this episode, it begins very much in media res. There's already a sibling competition, and the whole episode is spawned off of this sibling competition.
1: Right. And what's nice about it is we have something that feels real and natural that we can all relate to. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, it's going to get very outlandish. So if we start outlandish and then end outlandish, we haven't really gone anywhere On the outland, we've been riding a hamster wheel of outlandishness as opposed to driving down a path towards outlandishness. Mm -hmm. So, fewer hamster wheels of outlandishness, some more roads to outlandishness. I think, (laughs) (laughs) if we (laughs) want to put it that way, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, it, it starts off very, very natural brother, sister having a fight. And then it slowly picks up as it moves towards going a little crazier where now he's flushing the toilet. Now he's trying other things. Now he's making phone calls, and those get a little silly. Like we have um, a guy who gets killed in lava, which is funny. He's trying to answer the phone as his house goes by in lava and just falls over into the lava. Can, I loved, he called Argentina. He called Argentina. And he there's got a, Hitler. Hitler's car phone. <laughs> the license plate is Adolf 1. It's just, and then he doesn't get to the phone on time. It's <laughs> like, oh, and it's just the frustration. Because <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been, been we there. We can't get to our car phone on time. Exactly. The phone in the car. Back at that those times when it could only exist in the car. I always thought it could, always couldn't. Did he leave the car running? Because I didn't think that the car phones could stay on. I, I don't know how the science of car phones works. It's a mystery. So, did it run off the battery? Like I have no problem with it being Hitler, but I have an issue with, <laughs> the, car with the car phone ringing <laughs> while the car wasn't started. I, I can't remember if it actually did start. But anyway, um, so there are little pieces, as we were talking about, at-landishness getting in there. The jokes do get a little bit more crazy. And then we come back a little bit more to the kid in Australia who Bart makes a collect call because it's really expensive to make these international calls at this time. And so he makes a collect call, the kid answers, and he says, well, could you go check your neighbor's drains just to make sure? And in true, I think they got all their information from rescuers down under. (laughs) Like, it feels like it's from rescuers down under, not from actual experience with Australia or something. But the kid has to get on his bike and ride miles away to get to his nearest neighbor's house to check to see what direction their drains flush in.
0: And he leaves the phone off the hook the entire time to stay on the phone. And Bart is waiting, not knowing what this kid is doing. And then Millhouse shows up and says that a bakery exploded and the whole street smells like cookies. And um, Bart utters one of my lines that have stuck with me my entire life of, um, do you want to go smell? Yes. Yes, I do.
1: (laughs) And off they go. Meanwhile, now the kids' fathers come back. And as we've said before, this sets in motion the main plot of the episode of Bart now being called into court for the $900. For the phone bell.
0: Character-wise, what do you think works about this episode?
1: I think it's because it's such a throwaway (laughs) thing for Bart. In the end, Bart doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. He's really into this now. But the moment something more interesting comes up, and he does say on the phone, like, no, I'm over that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm past that. I don't care about that that anymore. So, it's very much a Bart-heavy thing where just a throwaway thing that Bart did is now having consequences. And it's very rare that throwaway things that Bart does have consequences. Um, And I think we're getting into that. We don't see a lot of Homer in this episode. We see a lot more Lisa and Bart together. Which works. Yes. Typically, the earlier episodes before season 10... I would even say before season nine, were very Bart-centric in terms of Bart being the main thrust of the story mm-hmm. and Bart's <clears throat> actions causing it. And I think it works when Bart is the main character. I'm uh, not saying it doesn't work when one of the other characters doesn't, but I think that Bart's attitude creates a, a fun dynamic towards what we're is eventually going to be you know uh, the, the consequences of his stupid little action, his crank call essentially.
0: And I like this one because it's essentially Lisa is his foil because she knows so much and knows that he doesn't and challenges him to something that she knows is correct, and then keeps messing with him while this is going on. So you see like the prankster side of Lisa at the same time. right showing in the globe, and Bart says, oh, I don't know about the country, Rand McNally, the brand of the globe. She goes, yeah, and Rand McNally, they have cheeseburgers for dinner or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's just really, really funny how she just plays him. And so in in the end, this is all Lisa's fault. Mm-hmm. It is. She's a, she's a trickster character in this and causes Bart to just want to prove her wrong. And the only way he can prove her wrong is to find out which way toilets flush in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> and, you know, without being able to go there, because at this point in season six, the Simpsons are very, very, you know, down on their luck, generally. Yeah. They, they have no means to take a trip. So some, to get them to another country, to get them to a different location, some outside force has to come in and act on them. So we have the State Department coming in to say Bart has to go apologize. Because of the
0: whole I love the spiel about Australian American relationships falling apart right. since
1: the eighties. Because they had crocodile Dundee and everything <laughs> else and suddenly <laughs> Yahoo's Serious and it's all over. <laughs> I remember when Yahoo Serious was a thing. I don't remember Yahoo Serious at all. Young Einstein? Oh that's some crazy stuff. Yahoo Serious movies. I think I've watched two. <laughs> I think they made two. <laughs> Maybe three. I don't really know. Um I, I don't feel like asking Siri to tell me how many movies <laughs> Yahoo Serious has made. she search Yahoo for something. Exactly. Are you serious? Searching <laughs> Yahoo? <laughs> so, Shut up, Siri. I know it. <laughs> so um we also get in this... We get to experience the Australian, uh, let's use lots of air quotes, culture of taking him in and using... The punishment is not just that he has to apologize, but they are going to boot him. Mm -hmm. They have a giant boot, and they will kick him in the um, pants. Part of the proud Australian tradition. Of booting. Um, Around this time, in real world, there was the... Incident in Singapore. Do you know about this? The caning? Ah, uh, very vaguely. So there was, I believe the name was Michael... Um, Michael P. Fay, who was really... was caught vandalizing stuff in Singapore and was sentenced to six lashes... With a cane to be caned in Singapore. And there's this big thing of that's cruel, but that's their culture, but that's what their rules are, and that's what he broke, so he has to go through it. And, you know, he's this American kid who's trying to get off, you know, and not get caned, but that's the punishment of this culture. So it's very much driving this ripped from the headlines type of thing, the booting. Where we get to see this, and they take it to um, a more outlandish place Mm -hmm. of booting, as opposed to caning, which is slightly worse. (laughs) Much worse. In reality. In reality, probably a bad
0: thing. As opposed to a comical giant cowboy boot.
1: Where Yeah, where you kick a kid in the butt. Mm.
0: I love in this episode that Marge is very authentic about the whole thing. Hmm. Say a little bit about that, yeah. um, When Phil Hartman's State Department character is in their house trying to convince them that prison is the better option, (laughs) somehow. Um, And Marge just shouts like, no, no! And, like, clutches Bart comically to her chest. He's, like, half depressed inside of her dress as she's, like, clutching him, saying, no, no, my baby! I thought that was very authentic. She's not, like, this... More millennial Marge, so to say, or she's kind of like, ah, and groans about everything and rolls her eyes and that's it moves on in modern Simpsons. She's more protective of her children. Right. I thought that Marge really worked in this episode, too. Mm. And even in that, while she's going to Australia for Bart's arraignment, she's going to skip the arraignment to go with Lisa for some
1: educational activity. <laughs> because you have to do that. Because yeah. it's Lisa. <laughs> so... What... So it sounds like the characterizations are really there in this episode. Mm-hmm. And there's really a single through line. I mean there are lots of little gags, like the frogs that Bart accidentally unleashes along you know, against Australia and the koala that will eventually <laughs> cause havoc in America.
0: Which <laughs> is probably the beginning of that sound effect at Simpsons. I think they've done that many times since. since.
1: So, I mean, there's, there's some really good stuff in it, and I think it works just because it feels really well constructed out of the characters. I think that's, that's what's going on. His, Bart's character choices and the other's character choices mm-hmm. cause the end of the episode.
0: Is this ultimately about how, how badly a sibling rivalry can end. Right. I think that's the moral of the story. And they even have, like, the, um, at the end, they're not at all about what happened in the episode speech of, like, oh, look at all those frogs as they're flying away in a helicopter. That's what happens when you bring an invasive species to a new area, and it, the area just can't accept that that group of people or things. And it's, like, the whole message about how the Simpsons aren't fit for Australia. Right. And so they go home.
1: Okay. <laughs> Now, looking at, should we move to the second one to talk a little bit about that one? We should, if we can find the words. Yeah. So, kill the alligator and run. Is I'm trying to even remember how it begins, and that's why it's a little bit.
0: I wrote it down because I have the Homer's getting stressed out. No, no, it starts before that.
1: It starts before that. I have all the plots of this episode written in a row here. Because there are a lot of them. And I think if we talk about the simple, straight, as far as it can be, straightforward plot of a Simpsons episode, this one goes a little bit differently. Boo! Hamster wheel. And Hamster There aren't wheel. really
0: concurrent plots. Uh, Homer gets in the mail a quiz
1: magazine oh yes and becomes the quiz master he becomes the quiz master with a, which is one of the funniest sight gags I think <laughs> Homer in a robe with a traffic cone with a question mark on his head going around asking these quizzes of people mm-hmm. Okay, so, so number one Homer's quiz master
0: <laughs> and then he takes a quiz himself and realizes he's going to die in three years at the age of 42 and watching this I'm like oh Homer's 39 in this episode that's not that far away
1: yeah, Homer's always 39. Um, yeah. I'm feeling closer to 39. So,
0: <laughs> number two, Homer's afraid of death and stressed out.
1: And he can't sleep because he's so afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. And the TV, apparently. And it's just making him crazier.
0: Um, and number three, they're going to go to Florida so Homer can relax because it's warm and tempered there. Number four... Uh, Homer realizes it's spring break and all the earlier plots of this episode are already done. Yeah, everything else has completed itself. Out the window. There's no reason for them to stay in Florida there are no stakes anymore. Homer's just on spring break. Um, Number five, um, he wants spring break to continue after all the college students go home. He wants to keep having spring break. Number six, they kill an alligator, who's the town mascot, accidentally. Number seven, they start working in a diner while on the run. From having killed the alligator. Mm -hmm. And number eight, they are captured by the law, but because they have experience working as waiters, I guess, they don't mention it. I don't know how this is related at all. They decide to have them serve at the mayor's ball. I don't know what's going on, but they're like at this outdoor party as prisoners serving at this party. Uh, And finally... While they're at this party trying to escape, the alligator comes out of City Hall alive.
1: Captain Jack.
0: Captain Jack. Not Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Correct. And or not- Doctor Who. Correct. Or not the Billy Joel song, Captain Jack.
0: I would have been better if they had Billy Joel in this episode instead of Kid Rock. That would. Have yeah, been better. if they
1: were at his funeral.
0: Yeah. Captain Jack. That would have been way better. We're already fixing this episode. <laughs>
1: done next
0: episode uh so we have in that span of time we go from homer being quiz master to being a waiter at a mayor's ball as a prisoner in florida
1: in the span of 16
0: minutes yeah many of these plots don't have enough time dedicated to them and i will say about this episode um, before i rewatched it i kept I remember fondly many jokes in this episode and I have no idea what episode they were from or what context they were in because the jokes in this episode that are really funny and truly do stand the test of time have no relation to the plot of this episode.
1: They don't. They're they're standalone jokes that feel disconnected mm-hmm. from the plot. So we're not it's, saying this episode's sorry. unfunny. It's funny. It is very funny. But it's not funny out of the storytelling. It's funny because those, those, there's some really funny lines. Yeah. If someone said, remember the time the Simpsons killed an alligator? I would have said, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, as opposed to my wife where I said, oh, we're watching this one. Oh, it's the one where this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. <laughs> you, it, did that all happen? <laughs> She's like, <said>, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that that was this one as well. But... when you start watching it especially in the later episodes once you get 11 and on you start to go oh that was this episode and you feel like you remember things that are very memorable but they are not connected to the main plot at all so you can't you can't figure out how to piece them together I remember this line, this is the Scream A Pillar episode. That was hilarious. I have no idea what episode that was in, because it was from, you know, the first five minutes and they don't connect after that. So it's just a little kooky. Pew pew. So as a as a juxtaposition, the main character we have in this episode, as opposed to Bart is now Homer. So we have Homer as the main character, and whenever you have Homer as the main character, you either get I feel really
0: it, touching, really
1: touching, or really not character consistent. Right, and I think they they went with Homer just doing the first thing that Homer would think of to do, as opposed to something where it's driving out of a real worry, like Homer. Um, taking a, a quiz and realizing that he's going to die in three years and having to change his lifestyle would have been a really funny episode. Mm-hmm. Even if it lasted only half of the episode and we added another plot as he got really into something. He got really into juicing or something. You Maybe know? Lisa tries bacon for the
0: first time and it's a juxtaposed plot.
1: Right. In his giving up bacon, or, you know, her, and she is cooking, like, Marge is cooking bacon, and Homer says, I don't want it. So, she dumps the bacon out. Lisa thinks it's a waste. Right. And so, Bart says, you know, instead of wasting it, why don't you eat it? Oh, that poor pig died for nothing. And then she eats the bacon, and... And she starts having like this secret habit of bacon. Mm-hmm. And she goes to a whole, she and Bart, while they're in Florida, they find their, let's say they still go to Florida. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, why are we still in
1: Florida? <laughs> I don't know. But they end up at a bacon convention. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's suddenly there like, bacon. That's what it's called. Bacon. <laughs> That's what it's
0: called. If you're still looking for writers for season 30 of The Simpsons, just saying Chris Labe and Mackenzie Worrell of Writers Get Animated. We're here. (laughs) Waiting your call. I guess not a call anymore. A text, an email.
1: A tweet. A tweet. We're waiting for your tweet. So what else is going on with this episode that feels a little bit... The fact that it has nine plots in itself is a little problematic. I feel like we should pick one. (laughs) One to fix. And have that go and be the thing. I mean, we just fixed the uh, Homer's going to die plot.
0: Yeah, so since we did that one without the help of John August, I feel like we should do the the Family Killed an Alligator plot to try to fix. Oh, also Kid Rock is in the mix.
1: Yeah, Kid Rock is in there, so,
0: okay. (laughs) That's all we're going to say on that. That's it.
1: (laughs) All right, let's look at this. So the emergency procedures for the writer emergency pack. Number one, we focus on the moment in your story that's causing you grief. The Kill an Alligator. Mm -hmm. And no one thinks anything of it. They just immediately decide to run. Draw an illustrated idea card at random. So I have my illustrated idea cards. And then we'll read it and we'll find the matching detail card. And the detail card will give us some ideas. So if you want to take the detail cards, Mackenzie, Mm -hmm. I am thinking about the Simpsons killing an alligator. (laughs) That's the image that's going through my mind. The Simpsons are killing Captain Jack.
0: Don't we have a sound effect for this? The card drawing?
1: Do we? Let's do the the alligator sound effect. Oomp. When they hit the alligator. Oomp. 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 I'm just going to keep going to pick a card. Oomp. I'm trying to to shuffle them and pick them at random. Okay. Oomp. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're looking at the cards. I'm not looking at the cards. (laughs) I'm not looking at what the cards are. I'm feeling through, um, I won't call it the force, but I will call it my feelings, which are quite strong and somewhat forceful. And you're going to turn off the
0: targeting computer for it.
1: I'm going to turn off the targeting, but I'm somehow going to still stay on target. Oh, I think we got, okay, I launched it. All right, so the thing that will fix it. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, Card 22. <laughs> <laughs> card 22. Zombie
0: attack. So, it,
1: so this card says, What would your hero do if confronted by a mindless, unstoppable horde? So read the detail card a little bit and let's get an idea on where we're going with this. So the flavor text of the zombie attack card is, Zombies, air quotes,
0: don't have to be from The Walking Dead. But they don't have to be the walking dead <laughs> i guess both apply <laughs> from soccer hooligans to stadi seniors to social media swarms there are mobs in every genre unlike individual adversaries crowds can't be confronted or reasoned with your hero may need to flee to or take shelter perhaps with other survivors whether real or metaphorical all zombies have weaknesses and it's up to your hero to figure out what those are perhaps there's even a cure but finding it won't
1: be easy See? Okay. So, the card still stands. Mm-hmm. There's a danger from a bulk. Now, really what the Simpsons are running from in this in the episode as it is, um, as it was, as it ever shall be, is they're running from a sheriff. Who represents the law of Florida. Right. But he's a single person. He's a single person, but they're scared enough of him that they're taking off and running. Mm-hmm. So... On the back side of the detail card, there should be some questions. Questions, I guess, ideas or ideas or things suggestions, things to
0: marinate. Number one, brainstorm some experts your hero could consult. If this happened before, how did they survive? Number two, does the horde have a leader? Is there any way your hero could take over that spot? Number three, make it personal. Let someone the hero loves join the mob. Number four, zombies want brains. What does your crowd want? If they got it, would they disperse or grow stronger? Okay. I have a number of ideas.
1: Okay, I, 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 some of those are automatically came up with some things for me. Yeah. So, all right. I feel like we can agree, Lisa should be in this horde. I agree. Oh my gosh, how did? <laughs> same, same mind. <laughs> so Lisa has to join the herd. The herd. The horde. <laughs> the herd horde. Herd the hor- well, the herd of animals. Either she joins up with the alligators <laughs> <laughs> in their quest for revenge for Captain Jack. Or she joins in with the townspeople for the killing of Captain Jack. See, I want,
0: instead of one sheriff, I want the entire arm of law of Florida coming down on Homer Simpsons. Including Mickey Mouse. Yes, including disney yes very because in australia of course we have mad max and the horde going after bard so we want not mickey mouse and the horde going after homer in this episode
1: right for kill, having killed the alligator
0: and uh the experts that i want homer to consult with is he goes into hiding just like they do in the episode but not with some diner right. i want him to find a hidden hideout of i guess a tautology hidden hideout um i want him to find the hideout of all the people on the run from Florida's law. I want to find Florida man. I want to find all the people who've broken crazy Florida laws. And then we get a list of all the crazy laws from Florida. You get a number of one off jokes. You get to make it more Florida centric because this episode doesn't feel like it's in Florida, but the generic Gulf South.
1: Yeah. It it feels more like a Louisiana with a sheriff from Alabama. Yeah. And they're nominally in the Everglades, but it doesn't really feel like Florida. Florida. So. Florida. Florida. Yeah. So, okay. So, experts are pe- other people who are on the run from the law in Florida. Mm-hmm. Because we have to know what their punishment is going to be for having killed an alligator. And I feel like they should, that Lisa can find out you know, wait, what are they going to do? Maybe they hide the body. Maybe they take the body with them. Mm, Yeah. And then as they try to find out what's going to happen, and then they find out what, um, at the same time, Lisa's trying to say that they should all turn themselves in and do everything until she finds out the thing that turns her is finding out what the punishment for having killed an alligator is. And that's what turns her back to try to save her family. I see that. I kind of want her
0: consulting with the law of Florida as a Homer Simpson expert on where he would go.
1: Mm, yes. And
0: she finds out the punishment while she's helping them.
1: That's what, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, and then she realizes that she can't help them because she doesn't want her father to be whatever that punishment is.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: it's not, it has to be something outlandish. Yeah. Strapped to the front of the Splash Mountain roller coaster or something (laughs) taken to the everglades and you have to walk 30 feet naked in the everglades oh oh
0: i think if we can make it heartwarming it must be 10 hours of community service cleaning up the everglades and lisa realizes that that is too
1: cruel and unusual for her deaf father Mm, okay i can buy that one (laughs) i can buy that so what what's the, the other question uh, so some of our
0: other questions. Um, so we got some experts. Okay. we got the, the people on the run from Florida, and Lisa's an expert for the other group. Uh, does the Horde have a leader? Is there any way your hero could take over that spot? So could Homer become the arm of the law in Florida? I guess that's kind of Lisa joining
1: with that. That's Lisa joining up. I think I don't think Homer could in that same way. Unless... Um, they suddenly, he turns it and says, the real killers are these boats, the boat manufacturers. <laughs> and then it turns the table against the boat manufacturers or something. Do the manatees join Homer at that point? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> so then this horde then goes after, or maybe it's the fact that it's the, it's the alligator's fault. And they realize all the bad things the alligators have done. And they turn on the alligators. And then they decide to drain the Everglades. The whole thing? The whole thing. Just drain it. Goodbye, one-third of Florida. So then they get rid of the Everglades. And then... The only way that Homer could get involved is if he turns the tables. And they start blaming something else for what he did. Either the alligators themselves or the Everglades. I feel like he could try that but then it would still wind
0: up against him somehow he'd mess up what he was trying to do right and it would turn out that as an employee of the nuclear power plant mr burns has a subsidiary company that makes the boats and he fled the state so now Homer's like the (laughs) the avatar
1: for mr burns's boat company and somehow gets involved yeah yeah okay
0: Um, Also, finally, zombies want brains. What does your crowd want? If they got it, would they disperse or grow stronger? So if they got Homer Simpson, what would
1: happen? Well, they'd try to get him to do the punishment, and either it's it's where he turns the tables, them having caught him, and that makes them stronger, because now they're with the people, the law people and the law-abiding people. <laughs> I'm getting I'm confusing myself. The law breaking the people, people. That, that that Homer was hiding out with, mm. and the people chasing after Homer, so the horde would become stronger because it'd be all of them against uh, Mother Nature or whomever. What if they all turn against Homer, and that's
0: they get chased out of Florida?
1: Mm. And then they realize, and, and to kind of fix things, that's when Captain Jack wakes up. In the trunk of their car. <laughs> While they're driving out of Florida. While they're driving out of Florida. They hit a bump. The The trunk opens and he looks out. And in Bart versus Australia, they go, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun, as they zoom in on the alligator's eye. Right. Going back to Springfield.
1: Either the alligator's going back to Springfield or they notice that he's alive. And then he gets out and has fun. I would watch this episode.
0: So, I... So to recap, we're going to begin in media res with the Simpsons already
1: going to Florida for some reason. Um, he probably won something. Or if we tie together the Burns thing, then Mr. Burns is paying for him to go. Because maybe we start with Mr. Burns having gotten all these letters about um, boats blowing up or boats doing something. And we need to get our safety inspector on this. Ah. And, the, and then who's our safety inspector? Uh, that's, Homer Whoop. 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 Uh, <laughs> that's Homer Simpson in section 7G. Who? Who? You do goodness, <laughs> Mr. Smithers. Ah, sir. That's Homer Simpson in section 7G. Just get him in. There we go. Okay, so that's how we start the episode. But I think we've decided that generally if we can whittle down to two plots,
0: yeah. Going to Florida
1: and on the run from the law. And and then we were able to uh have a pretty good episode. And I think if the, we just turned potentially a single episode into four, if we take out other two. plots. <laughs> well, I'm saying if we, we just did two here, but there might be other subplots that are still there that we could then. <laughs> spring break is its own thing. I don't know what to do with spring break.
0: That's what I'm saying. Spring break. And the diner. The diner. Yeah. It could just be like, what if they go to work at some country diner? It's just Cletus's diner. How does Cletus make a living?
1: Mm. Oh, because Cletus has to make a diner now because he has to turn his farming, and it's not making enough money, so he has to turn the farm into um, an organic diner. And Lisa helps Cletus transform it into a diner. And instead of a Simpsons go-to trope, it's a somebody's crashing
0: on the Simpsons couch trope. Right. Because Cletus is staying with them. Because he has to, because now his house
1: is the diner.
0: We just turned... A whole bunch of good episodes out of this.
1: Wow, we yeah, it's like if you t- see if you take a bad episode or uh, ostensibly bad episode of The Simpsons, a funny and unliked episode of The Simpsons. That's right. Not we can't call it bad. <laughs> a funny yet <laughs> we're trying to get jobs writing for The Simpsons. We can't call it bad. That's right. A troubled episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can you could wind out a couple of plots out of there by just uh, taking the eight plots that didn't work and turning them into three or four that do.
0: Mm -hmm. And we have to thank our source material and the writers who originally wrote it. Thank you.
1: Thank you for setting us
0: up for success.
1: Yes. Uh, And again, I did laugh and I was trying to figure out what was wrong with the episode because it is on a lot of lists of people's least favorite, ah, instead of most hated, but least favorite episodes of the Simpsons. Um, So what was it that people are reacting to? And I think it's just the sheer number of plots happening it's the plot it's the character consistency it's the or lack of
0: not well used celebrity cameo it's the simpsons go to a place but then there's nothing specific about that place other than an alligator right and the lack of uh unity of time i want to say because the alligator's unconscious for an unknown amount of time then happens to wake up
1: well there is something that i found that they had overanimated by four minutes. So we get to see Kid Rock weeping as Captain Jack is lying in state at the state house. So they have his body there on viewing so people can see. As opposed to now where he just walks out of the building and is... Oh, he's alive. Like, he's downtown. Yeah, it's like, what? But... I think you still would have had the question of, what? Even <laughs> though you had seen him lying in state. Because when that moment would have happened, we would have been so far into three other plots that we wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. So
0: so thank you, John August, for helping help, writers get animated. Help the Simpsons. Fix three episodes of The Simpsons. Well, fix one, but make it three good episodes. Yes. Do you have a... F- because we've been so unkind to this episode today. Do you have oh, a I don't favorite... feel like we've been unkind. Well, not to The Simpsons, but to this episode.
1: Oh, to that particular yeah.
0: episode. Um, do you have a favorite moment from Kill the Alligator and Run?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, it has to do with Tress McNeil. Um, when they go to the restaurant to have their jobs and they take the signs <laughs> that are like, there's a job for each of them that they're hiring for at this, <laughs> at this diner. And they say, hey, we want these jobs. She's like, you took my signs out. That's pretty presumptuous. You don't, you don't even know if I'm going to hire you. And then they just say some things. And it's like, you got this. I like that. You're hired. <laughs> so it's just like her whole little thing of, oh, you say what's on your mind. I like that. You're hired. You do haven't said anything. I like that. You're hired. hired. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that sequence. So it was a really funny <laughs> sequence of jokes in a plot point that shouldn't have been in the episode. But it was really funny I like
0: that <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with I think a line that's stuck with me for a long time when Homer comes back intoxicated from spring break and says uh, Marge guess how many boobs I saw today 15 it's one of those jokes <laughs> that kind of makes you think a little bit not, not too hard but a little bit <laughs> <laughs> wait wait yeah, like this is and it fits the plot, so it's it's memorable. At least that particular moment of the plot. Right. I didn't remember there was an alligator involved, but I knew there was spring break involved. <laughs> awesome. So our next episode
1: Our next episode is our
0: 50th episode. Of Raiders get animated, a podcast about storytelling and animation. Five
1: zero. I didn't think. Well, no, I thought we would make it this far. I'm like, I'm, I'm, aghast. No, no, no. It's just, I, it's hard to believe we're at fifty. Hmm. Five zero. Counting the two weeks we skipped, it's our one year anniversary. Oh. Well, hello us
0: from a year ago. Silly past, Chris and Mackenzie. <laughs> and Nigel, by <laughs> affiliation.
1: <laughs> so next time we are going to to celebrate. We are bringing out the two wheels um, from last season, the wheel of shows and the wheel of tropes in which we try to come up with good crossovers or new shows. Um, It's hopefully going to be fun. Wheel of tropes and shows. We'll just call
0: it the wheels of crossover. Wheels of Crossover. (laughs) Wheels of Crossover. That's how you know we're literary. (laughs) The Wheels of Crossover. Let's put a semicolon in there somewhere for good measure. Done. (laughs) So no homework time, but unlike the fact that we've done a homework time, as always, thank you to our engineer, Nigel Coutinho, and to Jacob Reed for
1: our theme music. Catch us on the web on Twitter, at WGANimated on Facebook, facebook.com slash WGanimated, and find all kinds of fun show notes and things, links to watch these episodes, links to Writer Emergency Pack, links to all the stuff that we talked about, um, including pictures of alligators, maybe. I don't know what we're going to do. writersgetanimated.tumblr.com Well, at least Writers Get Animated is still welcome in the
0: states of Arizona and North Dakota.
1: that, That is still a good thing. That's all I got. Good night, everybody.